Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Antonio Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. We are live. We are excited. We're on that road. We hustling. We about to hit that 100 spot real quick. But of course, you always got to appreciate the journey. So it's good to be out here still making these episodes, still going through and still bringing that heat to our listeners. Yes, sir. I agree, man. Um... You know, looking forward to building every day and getting closer to that 100. But, you know, we got to make sure these episodes uh, turn out good. So we got to have a couple of topics to inform our listeners before we jump into our guests. Uh, The first topic of the week is uh, United, you know, the airline company that's been in the news. They actually uh, had a program for their employees. Uh, Instead of giving everyone a bonus uh, they would instead put all that salary into um, some kind of a lottery program where, you know, each of their employees would kind of raffle off a ticket and then they would give away prizes such as, you know, $100,000, a trip to, you know, Jamaica or something like that um, instead of giving everybody bonuses. Now, this is something that the leadership team thought would be a fun little thing to appreciate their uh, to show appreciation to their employees, but employees were outraged at this, and uh, they kind of made sure that they made this known that they didn't want their uh, income to be into some kind of lottery. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Would you be uh, would you be fine with your employer? making all your bonus money go into some kind of lottery pool? It's very few times in a job at mistress setting you have to let the real you come out, but I swear I would have squared up. <laughs> would have been not a pleasant sight. I, you, you're telling me I go from guarantee money to maybe you might get some. I, I don't like it. I, I, I don't. I want to know what leadership team thought of this because they must be coming from a space where their pockets are extra good. But nah, I would not have been with it, and I, I, I stand with the United Workers because that is blasphemy, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, especially, you know, people kind of forgot about it now because it's a new year, but, you know, let's not forget the airlines, they had a pretty pretty bad image with choking people out, kicking people out, so now you want to do this to your employees, it's just, ugh, ugh. let me let me give them a bonus check, boss man, stop playing with me. <laughs> I agree, man, yeah, um, once that change was announced like you said employees were outraged and united kind of quickly backed off against that but i agree with you man like being in a company that does a yearly bonus uh people kind of depend on the you know lump sum of cash and uh even though i think it sounded fun to do a little lottery thing you know everybody wants to win prizes and stuff no one wants to win prizes at the expense of 
your, you know, normal salary. So I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, and the thing is, with United, all the money they get, they could hand out the bonuses and then do that. That would have been better. Like, that's too, oh, I get my bonus and I get a chance to get more. I mean, that would have probably been the way to go about it. But, you know, I, I get it. Companies got to save the little baseline or bottom line the way they have to. But still, I, I, I just feel like there's a better way of going about it. So I'm kind of glad the employees were heard and they had to back off and realize they was tripping. I agree, man. So, yeah, definitely glad that they made the right decision to not go through with that. Um, so hopefully they'll think of better and better things going forward. Um, but definitely want to jump into our next topic, which is uh, it kind of pertains to our home state, Florida, which, you know, Amelia is still a resident of. Uh, basically, Florida has a lot of proposals to uh, keep the time change as daylight savings time uh, throughout the whole year. So instead of going through the normal time change when uh, during the fall and the spring, Florida would just stay one time throughout the year. There's only uh, a couple other states that do this is Hawaii and Arizona, and they do it. Um, they stay on the eastern time. Or they stay on their actually their mountain their normal time. They don't go to daylight saving time at all. But Florida would be the first state to uh, stay in east uh, daylight savings time. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on that, man. Uh, it's kind of a, a touchy subject for some people. I hate daylight savings time. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. I was up on Saturday when it changed, where it went from two a.m. to three a.m. messed me all up. I was watching Netflix having me a little binge session, realized, oh, snap, it's almost 4 a.m., which means it's almost 5 a.m. Then I realized, oh, snap, it's because of daylight saving time. They're robbing my hour. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that it's light at 7. I don't like the fact that daylight comes and stays longer. I don't see any usefulness of it. They said for farmers, farmers don't care about it. They say, I, I think the only benefit is like, oh, it's 7 o'clock, it's sunlight now. So if I'm at like a mall or something, I don't feel scared. I have to go home. I hate it. I hate it a lot. I, I can't stand it. There's no... I count down the days till we're after daylight saving time. If they were to pass this law, I mean, you know, I I, I go up there and screw up on an old white person. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I guess I should say old white person, but you know, an old politician, wink, wink. But nonetheless, I don't, I don't, I don't still, I don't see the point of it. If anything, they should, you know, be like Arizona and Hawaii and you stay on the normal time, the time where it, everything is right, you know, I... I just I I hate daylight saving time. I'm a vocal really vocal proponent. I know you love it. I I know you do. I love it, man. I love it. But I mean, hey, there's there's two sides to it. So um, a couple of points that uh, people make that uh, the people who are against it they don't like their kids coming out in the in the morning when it's still dark. So you know that's kind of a little safety concern. Mm -hmm. But then um, for the people who are for it, you know, allows people to uh, work a little later. Uh, Get a get a few more hours in before it gets dark. The uh, traffic, you know, driving at night to, or driving after work doesn't get dark as easy. So there's a couple sides to it. Um, I think staying at one time would be, I think, beneficial. Making either if it's uh, daylight or eastern. Uh, I think the whole switching time zones uh, is kind of archaic, and maybe one day we'll kind of figure out to keep it the same. Throughout the whole year. Mm, boo I have to go home at night. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to hear all that noise. Like I said, I, I said what I said. I can't stand it. <laughs> hey, man. It's all good. We'll see. It, 
it's still on the table. Uh, there won't be any changes anytime soon, but uh, just look out for it, and hopefully, maybe you'll be able to keep your keep your time change to the to normal perspective. But uh, you know, that was a couple topics to get you guys educated. We want to now go into our guest of the week. Uh, it's actually uh, a really cool topic from me and Emilio's perspective. We're both gamers, and specifically, we both share the same uh, love for the game of Madden. Uh, so we have a special guest on this week who's going to discuss his uh, love for the game of Madden as well. Yes, this week we have Dub.W, a.k.a. Dub, as he's known as in Madden Circles. He comes on the show today, and the cool thing about him is he is basically a Madden eSport competitor. He lives off it. That's his only hustle right now, and it's a hustle that deserves respect because if you know anything about the Madden eSports scene, it's only getting younger, and people are only getting better and better. And it's a game where you can't really, you can't dominate on it because there's so much random things that go either according to plan or outside according to plan. You know, as me and Paul can attest to, when we play Madden ourselves, we don't really know how it's going to end up. You could you could come out and dominate. You can come out and get embarrassed. So that for someone who makes a living off this and made it a career, it's very interesting. And Debbie breaks down what it takes to be a Madden esports competitor and how you can reach success. Also, how you kind of build up his own brand with his own company, Needed Gaming. He's his own sponsor. He makes sure that he has his own budget and sets out to do his own thing whenever he goes to events. He brings a lot of that business mentality that you would expect our normal guest has, but he's made it all on Madden. That's his brand. That's what his livelihood is staked on. It's interesting to see that because I feel like entrepreneurs, a lot of people think, oh, you just own your own business or you have your own products you're selling. Dubby's living a lifestyle based on a video game, but, you know, the, the money's coming in. The facts are definitely there, and he's taking advantage of a medium that's definitely only going to go up from where it's going. I agree, man. Yeah, the uh, esports genre is booming right now. I mean, it's really uh, something that's very young, hasn't been tapped into, but uh, the revenues are growing. People are building teams around video games. So I think, you know, Dubby is at the forefront of this explosion from from a, um, from a business standpoint. And the fact that he has his own uh, company, Needed Gaming, that uh, he uses to sponsor himself uh, really differentiates him with the rest of the players because I'm sure not everyone has their own company to sponsor themselves. Uh, so he'll tell you a little bit about how he built his company and what the direction is for the future. Uh, so, you know, people never really thought you can make money in gaming, but these last two guests that we've had on this week uh, make revenues two different ways. And it's really cool to see them build their brands and use technology to advance their uh, careers as far as entrepreneurship goes. So it's super excited to have him on today. He's, gonna, he's definitely going to be well-informed, get straight to the point and give you some answers that can kind of help you if you have that interest. Yeah, he's a very charismatic person. He knows how to talk. I, I think one of the cool things about him is, you know, a lot of the Madden players that you see are young. They, they, they really are focused on the game. They let the game do the talking. Dubby's kind of like a, a dual threat where he can have his game focused, but also be able to talk and hold conversations and really showcase his best ability of who he is. And that's one unique things about him. That's why we wanted to bring him to the show, because if there is anyone to tell you what it means to be eSportmatic competitor and how you set yourself a pride, it's definitely Dubby. He's always, always, always find a way to manage to get within those, 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 those tournaments, be at those spots that you want to be at. So he has a lot of wisdom he's bringing. But we can gush about him 
all day. We're not going to do that. We're going to let you get one of Philly's finest dove.w after this short commercial break. All right, and we're joined by today's guest. His name is Dubby. He's the founder of Needed Gaming. Dubby, how's it going today? What's going on, fellas? It's going great. Another beautiful Friday, so, you know, I'm ready to get into it. Yes, sir. Let's just get into it. So can you tell the uh, art listeners a little bit about uh, Needed Gaming and then what you do with it? Essentially, what Needed Gaming was, you know, I, I play Madden. I'm a professional Madden player. And last year, I was very successful in my craft, was able to win close to $100,000, and what I did with Needed Gaming is open a business to kind of invest in myself and my future in video games and, and more specifically Madden. But I needed Needed Gaming so maybe somehow we could branch out to other video games and just really expand. You know, I want this to be my career. I'm 30 years old. Most people I play against are, you know, 20 years old and, and young cats. But I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking how can I use my success last year to, you know, elevate myself in this, you know, this field of video games. So that's why I opened the business. I'm keep growing every year and every week honestly okay and then what what dividends have you kind of seen since you started i mean obviously of course you've been to several tournaments and and, and like you said the prize money must be amazing but like any other dividends that you've kind of seen just because you have this business at hand the biggest dividends i've seen are just support not only from fans and obviously my family that want to see me succeed but when your peers other people that play man other people that compete against you you know, support you as well. That's what means the most because they're doing the same thing I'm doing, but they see my effort and they see my, my concentration on this field that's Madden. And, you know, to get support from them, it means the world to me. So that's the biggest thing I've noticed in these couple months since opening business and the start of Madden 18. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I definitely wanted to, you know, jump, jump into your Madden career. I know you, you know, have a, a community and a following in Madden. I want to know, you know, how can somebody else kind of get that started, building that community and building that following? I mean, the best way to build Madden is just be around the community. I mean, we kind of accept everybody as long as you're interested in it and you stick with it, especially we're getting into the off-season Madden now where the community is going to drop and it's only going to be hardcore Madden people. So if this is something you really want to get into and Madden is really a passion of yours, this is the time to really go after it. And I would always say, you know, stay in the Twitch chats and stay around the game, both on Twitter facebook whatever you can find a feed from ea from madden watch the ultimate league watch all our majors and just be involved you know we don't turn down anybody and sometimes it takes a long time like i'm 30 years old i've been playing madden my whole life and you know my first big winnings was when i was with 29 so you know it's a it could be a long road but as long as you put your nose to the grind you can be successful in this game if you love it and that's that's amazing words right there and i think that's something that Hopefully our listeners can take the heart because you have a lot of passion and you put a lot of work into it. So I kind of want to ask, like, what does a typical week look like look for, like for you? Obviously, in this era of competitive Madden, the competition is only getting better. So, like, what do you kind of do to ensure that you're still at the top of your craft? I mean, it's tough. Like I said, I'm trying to make this a career. And it's hard to make a career on winning tournaments because the Madden game, I mean, so it's random sometimes, and you can lose a lot. You know, even the best player doesn't necessarily win every game. So you can't bank on winning tournaments. So lately, like I said, since I opened a business, I've been doing my best to try to get the running, try to get the youth running. But there you go. That takes, you know, half of my day away right there. And also, I got to try to practice against my friends. That's what I'm doing. You know, so I got to allocate some time as well. Man, there's a long day. I'm all, like I said, I'm also 30 years old. I have rent, I have bills. So I have work, so... Most of the time, you know, I try to work, you know, three to four days a week and go ahead and grind the head and 
but it takes a lot, you know, to have a successful stream, you got to put time in it and that's hours and hours and hours. So it's been a grind, you know, there's not a lot of people doing all these, this aspect of man between the content and the competitive. And, and you know, I, I take it, take it as a challenge that I can do it and I can succeed. And it's been a successful year so far with me doing all that. Okay. Sounds good. And, um, you know, I definitely wanted to touch more a little bit on, on needed gaming. Um, I know right now you're, you're focused on selling merchandise, uh, to your followers, but are there any additional avenues you're looking to grow the business with? I mean, th- that was the first avenue. That's what I got asked a lot last season when I had just made shirts for myself and my buddy Skimbo. We just wore the shirts, you know, throughout different tournaments throughout the year, and people kept asking and asking. So I was waiting for my business license to make everything official, and I was able to get the shirts out. So now, and then the man season came, and like I said, it really consumes your time and consumes your thoughts. So now we're getting into the off season here. So what I'm really focused on is building a bigger site one that can offer Madden tips, and like I said, also venture into other games to try to open up any type of revenue stream I can make and just keep trying to grow the business. You know, I'm learning as I go. I told you, I mean, a year ago, I was just a guy playing Madden, and now I'm a business owner, a streamer, a video editor, and all these different things that I've learned in the last year, and I'm just excited to keep learning as I go. And that's something that's definitely interesting. You have a lot of hats. You know, you're not just a Madden player. And I think a lot of people, when they when they think about competitive Madden, they just think, okay, these guys are just intensely just playing this one game and that's all they do. But like you said, there's a lot going on with you. So could you kind of tell us, in your opinion, what's the biggest misconce- misconception about the Madden competitive scene? I mean, from, from the naked eye, I think a lot of people think we just sit around and play Madden all day. Like I said, I mean, I'm just a regular guy. It's Friday night and I'm out now. I'm out with my buddies, you know, just like anybody else does. Uh, we don't sit in the dungeon all day and practice the same Madden plays over and over. And I think people people that don't succeed in Madden kind of use that as their, their you know, scapegoat is why they don't because they don't put as much time in as we do. I mean, obviously, it's a lot of time, but we're still regular dudes. I mean, we still live the same type of lives as everybody else. Like I said, I get up and work. I still go out. I still you know, have, a, have a marvelous social life. So, I mean, that's probably the biggest misconception about man players that we you know we don't get out and we don't you know all we do is sit in the basement and practice the same plays over and over <laughs> definitely definitely um you know being being that me and my co-host we all we both play the game uh we definitely have our fair share of uh concerns about the game so i definitely wanted to hear from you you know what are some of the uh improvements that you would like to see in madden i mean madden's consistently improving i think they get better at some aspects every single year but then they also open up windows for other things to get better. And I, I really think the game developers care the most about the game. And I don't think they're just doing it for, you know, laughs and giggles. They're, they're really, they care about the game. They care about their product. So I think that's always the right step to have in the future. But I just think, I mean, the more you can make the user ability, you know, predominant in the game, the better it would be. Like, I grew up in Man 08, Man 09. I mean, it, it wasn't realistic. It wasn't football. But you had to have stick, you had to have user, and if you didn't, you would get embarrassed. You know, nowadays I feel like you don't you don't really need that same type of user ability. And however, at the same time, I want to be 31 in a couple months here, so I'm thinking the, the the less they keep the user ability, my thumbs get slower and slower, the more I'll be able to play. So I'm thinking of it two different ways, but you know, we'll see. I I mean, one of the biggest things in man play, I feel like you have to adapt with the game. You know, you can't complain about it and and beg. I want this fixed. I want that fixed. You have to accept it. That's what I tell, like, my regular friends that don't play man competitively that always complain about the game. But I say the first thing you have to do is accept that it's a video game, accept its flaws, and try to conquer them or try to deal with them. And that's something I think is one of the first steps to becoming a man player. So that's what I try to do, whether I hate an aspect of the game or I love it, I try to run with it. 
And that's a major key right there, because I think it's really easy to kind of, you know, blame the game on a lot of stuff. But really, I think a lot of people can, if they look back, look at the tape, and they see what happened, they can think of something they did, they could have done better to make sure that, you know, they didn't end up in that situation. So I want to ask, being a Madden pro, you, you go across the scene, you, you know, I know you've been a lot of great places because of Madden. Could you kind of tell us, like, what has been the most unexpected benefit of actually being a Madden pro and competing across the United States? I mean, I'll, I'll never forget after I won Madden Bowl, they put me on the NFL, the NFL Honors red carpet to play Madden. I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen. Before you knew it, I mean, every NFL star I grew up watching was walking by me. I, I was able to meet Barry Sanders, Joe Namath, and Randy Moss, and Deion Sanders, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, just just players that, you know, I just looked up to and players that I still watch today. You know, I was able to see LaShawn McCoy being from Philadelphia. He's one of my favorite players ever, you know. And that was when I first realized, like, damn, like Madden's really brought me places. And it goes from there. And, like, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was in the Super Bowl. You know, I grew up being an Eagles fan way before I was a, a Madden player. And to think, you know, the last year of my life, it culminates with uh, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl and me actually having, you know, the ability to go in the Super Bowl and also get on the field because of Madden, because of my place in this game, because of what it's done to my life. It just all culminated with that. And it was great for me and it was a great experience. I'm really happy and really grateful for the opportunities this game has put in front of me. Damn, that's dope. Yeah, congrats on that. Being able to rep your team in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I feel like only 1% of people can really say that. So that's really cool. Congrats on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, you know, you have a, a YouTube channel that kind of breaks down some of the uh, schemes in Madden, some of the different tactics that you use to help you win. So I definitely wanted to know, you know, what, uh, how did you set up your YouTube and maybe what are some of the um, softwares that you learned to really put your, you know, put your um, videos out? Um, a lot of software I use for YouTube, I asked a lot of people, like before last year, I didn't know anything about editing videos. I didn't know anything about recording videos. There's been a lot of people in this community from YouTubers to competitive guys that helped me the most. I mean, most the two people that helped me the most are probably Toke and Skomo. And I asked them any question I have for them, they'll ask me. I'll ask Skomo like, how to do this and he'll send me videos and how to do things. And between that and YouTube, how to, like, I'll just YouTube how to use OBS or how to use Adobe. And that's pretty much how I taught myself how to, you know, become the video editor and all that good stuff mm-hmm. okay solid advice there and you could you like even just try to describe like what was the feeling of winning the madden bowl and i know that it's a very competitive scene and you work so hard but like you said 29 is when it's when you're really starting to pop off like what does it really mean to win that madden bowl and then how does it really solidify your place in competitive madden history winning a championship no one can ever take a championship away from you so that's pretty much that's pretty much what it, uh what it meant and be able to be, I think I beat the two best man players ever. I was able to be Skimbo, and I was able to be Problem. So that meant a lot for me. You know, so no one can take away those two wins and that championship away from me. So that's pretty much what it is. When you look back in the archives, you always see that I have this championship and I have a belt hanging over my computer right now. So that, that's what it means to me. Most definitely. Um, you know, we're, we're in an era right now that it seems like esports are continuing to grow. Um, so I definitely wanted to know, you know, what, what what is your thoughts on the continued growth on esports, and do you think you'll be um, playing for a long time? I mean, I want to try to play it as long as I possibly can. You know, you know, the ability to keep playing Madden is what I want. And like I said, I'm 30 years old, so we'll see how it goes, how the game changes, and hopefully it keeps evolving. You know, esports get bigger and bigger. The, the prize pool got bigger and bigger every year. So I'm really looking forward to what you know Madden 19 holds in store for all of us competitive players. 
I rather keep I keep my nose to the grindstone. You know, it's not over. Winning a championship and opening a business is just the start of what I want to achieve in, in esports. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I want to ask, I mean, you know, just hearing you talk with the passion, one thing that everyone knows that when, when it comes to the Madden game is you have to have a strength. And that strength could be the difference between you winning and using. Like, what do you kind of feel like is your biggest strength that you know that when you step into a game with someone that you can rely on this to be automatic? I mean, I, I think the biggest strength of a man player should always be your mental composure. And I think that's my biggest strength and always will be my biggest strength, the ability to Think clearly no matter what happens in the game. Think about the next play, what you have to do, how you have to execute, no matter what happens in the fourth, first quarter, the fourth quarter, whatever happens, the next play is the most important one. You know, a lot of man players, from the young ones to the old ones, you know, they get stuck on the last couple plays and how the game's cheating them and they want to blame the game and, and just whine about it. And I think my biggest strength is just having the fortitude to think past that and stay focused on the task at hand. And that will always be my biggest, my biggest strength. And it's something I have a passion on teaching other kids to learn how to do that because, like I said, I think it's the most important aspect of a successful Madden player. Okay, and then do you think that, um, you know, people that uh, succeed in Madden, do you think that they have to watch football? Or do you see a lot of players that are coming up nowadays don't even watch football and just are playing Madden from the jump? I mean, I think watching football, I mean, it's always helpful. I mean, there's some things that are very comparable between Madden and football, but also things that are very different. You know, like I said, Joke is one of the most, you know, talented man players in the, in the past decade, probably, and he doesn't watch football at all. You know? But me, myself, I'm like I said, I'm one of the most passionate football fans there are. So I feel like it, it helps me. You see different situations in real football that, that, you know, that, you know, are comparable to those in Madden and some that are different, you know. So you got to be able to use it as a strength. If you don't watch football, you know, you got to just think that Madden's a video game. But if you use, think watch football so much, you got to, find the things that are comparable and use them to your ability and your benefit. Okay. So, well, W, we appreciate it. We we're going to hit you with the famous educational two-piece, which is the last two questions of the show. The first one's always easy. How can people connect with you? I mean, the best way to connect with me is I we use Twitter the most. I mean, I think that's the best place for competitive men. And the best way to reach me is at dub.w. That's the best way. Twitter is probably the biggest avenue for Madden. You can find, you know, links to YouTube, links to the Twitch, and everything on there will be on on Twitter. So that, that's the most effective way to reach me right now. Okay. And then the last question, no pressure, just the last question that our audience is going to hear from you tonight. What are some parting words of wisdom that you can leave us? I mean, always strive for what you want. If you have passion for something, you can succeed. And that, that's my biggest words of wisdom. I mean, I've always loved Madden, and I've always wanted it to be my life. So. That's why I'm successful. It's not because, not necessarily because I'm good at it, because there's plenty of people that are good at it and plenty of people that put time in. But, you know, if you just have a passion for what you want to do, you can do amazing things with it. Man, don't ever hold you back. Like I said, I've been doing this my whole life, and I finally really popped up when I was 29, 30 years old. So don't let your failures become your downfall, because, you know, if you allow them to sink into your mentality and hold you down, then they'll hold you down forever. So no matter what you have passion for, just do your best and, continue to strive for what you want okay real talk i loved it i think it was amazing w you've been a pleasure we really hope to see you on the madden scene again i know you'll be there you're like always there because that's the skill level and talent and you'll definitely have two new fans and you know rooting you on in the future for sure i appreciate you folks And there you have it, folks. That was W from Needed Gaming giving us the skills and tips we need to succeed in Madden. Emilio, what you think, man? 
It was cool, man. It was great. We, once again, shout out to Dub.W for coming on to the scene. You know, he's a Madden champion. He is always up in these competitions. He's currently competing in the Ultimate League right now. So you got to give him props because, you know, it, it's, it's dope to just have someone come on and really bring that heat, that energy. And, you know, it continues the whole tradition that we have right now of trying to get you guys, you know, unconventional entrepreneurs. This dude is making a living off playing Madden. He kind of name dropped. Well, I don't say name dropped, but he wallet dropped what he's been making so far. And I know some of y'all were like over a game yes over a game so it's cool to get his hustle on here because he's really showcasing like what you have to do to be successful in this day and age and more so to play in madden but how to market yourself how to brand yourself and you know a lot of people try and get sponsors sponsors and things to help them pay and w's kind of being a one-stop shop like he's his own sponsor he's doing everything the right way so really excited to have him on really hope that you guys got something from him he's a businessman not a businessman so you got to be able to (laughs) understand just like what it means for him to come on here and really showcase how he helps not only his business but the name of madness so so once again just great to have on i'm clapping i'm two-stepping it was an amazing interview and i'm really glad that you guys got to sit and enjoy it yeah man i definitely agree you know like you said we're both madden players so you know it's it's cool to see that someone can kind of take you know, something that a lot of people do as a hobby, make it a business and uh, succeed in it that the way he is. And esports is going to only continue to grow. So everybody who doubts people who play games, video games, there's a lot of money to be made in this industry. So uh, definitely got to take advantage of the growth in this industry. I think people eventually are going to, you know, be making teams and sponsoring teams and uh i think that's just gonna only grow and maybe you never know get to the the heights of of you know regular sporting events uh one day you never know so uh definitely shout outs to him and and thanks for coming on the show and uh definitely got something from it yeah, man, makes you want to boot up a game of matter one time real quickly but anyways <laughs> let's get to the real reason why y'all are here and of course that's how you Yes, you can get in contact with us. Educators can reach a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word. Educate Hustle. There you post snap, a little behind the scene video, little inspirational things that get you motivated throughout the week. And of course, thoughts on the episode, the behind the scene action. You can also follow us on Instagram at Educator underscore. Sorry. Educated Hustle Podcast. Yes, Educated Hustle Podcast. There we post little screenshots of the episode that just came out, little tidbits, little creativity. And if you're real lucky, Paul will curate some personal for you to let you go on the path of success. You can also follow us and like our page on Facebook at Educate Hustle. That's two words, Educate Hustle. You know you've reached the right page because you'll see the show logo that you guys all know and, of course, love. Now, let me get out of that plugging to jump right into some more plugging. If you have not done so already, please rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. It's such an easy thing to do. If you have an iPhone or you have access to iTunes on your computer, all you got to do is search Educate Hustle in the podcast section. Two words. You see the show logo that you guys love. Click on it. Scroll down a little bit, and it's going to say write a review. Hit that button. Make sure you give us that five stars. Write a review title and review summary. It could be something short as it's lit or something long and deep as it's still lit. We take it all. We encourage you guys to do this because it brings our show awareness up. 
which then makes more guests pop up, which then means more episodes for y'all, which then leads to everyone eating and everyone being happy. So please, if you haven't done so already, rate and review us on iTunes. And now let me get out of that plugin and go back into my initial plugin. If you have not done so already, follow us on Twitter at educator underscore hustle. Once again, that is educator underscore hustle. That's probably one of the quickest ways to get to me and Paul because it goes right to our phone. We do tweets and daily interactions. And of course, we try and keep it live for you guys. And then last but not least, if you really enjoyed the episode today, you really feel like that you came and you learned something, that you got this holy ghost, and you want to be on the show, you want to collab, please do not hesitate to email us at educatehustlepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatehustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And you know you got to lead the people out, man. Lead the people out. Heal people, people. The cool thing about W is this man's 30 years old, and he said that it took him a long time before he finally found success of his grind. And that's the thing that you have to realize. You don't get success overnight. You don't get success in a year. You might not even get success in the five years. But if you keep at it, you keep on pushing, you keep being passionate, you're going to get recognized for your achievements. Not everyone's going to be able to recognize that at the beginning, but you just make sure that you're there at the end when they'll see the dividends being paid off. Yes, sir. And you got to stay educated and keep hustling.